everybody. We are the Real Effing Nerds, and we are back with another episode of the Real Effing Nerdcast. Uh, again, this week, we are talking about the penultimate. Rena, did I say that right? You did. The penultimate <laughs> episode of HBO's hit series, Euphoria. Uh, we've all been waiting to use that word penultimate. It's one of our favorite words on this show. And when we get to the second to last episode, those are the, always the episodes that hit hard. And a lot of good stuff happens usually. And Euphoria did not disappoint with that, in my opinion. Um, this episode, it was a musical. It was a play. It was something brought from the mind of Lexi Howard. And it was called The Theater and It's Double. And in this episode, uh, it's the seventh episode of the second season of Euphoria. And we get to see art imitating life as the East Highland crew watches their complicated dynamics reflected in Lexi's long-awaited play spill out for the entire school to witness and see and laugh and cry at and be like Susan, just sit in the fucking audience and clap your hands, cheering and having a good old fucking time. Uh, meanwhile, we are filled with a never-ending dread as to where is Fez? Why isn't Fez uh, sitting in the chair? Why is Fez still getting ready? Are we having shifting timelines going on right now? N Nicole, I need you to just lay it all out for me in a way that we can all discuss it and, and just tell me that Fez is going to be okay. I, I, I don't think Ashtray is going to be okay, but just, just tell me the, 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 the back and forth, the dread. Why is, he, why is he sitting there? Why is he in his seat? Why is he still putting on his fucking tie? <laughs> um, Nicole, I'm going to toss over to you real quick, but before we begin, I am Chris, uh, co-host of the Real Effing Nerdcast. With me, as usual, are Nicole. Hi. Rena. Hey. Jamie. Hello. And back again for round two, because they had such a blast last week, we have Danielle. Hi. And Ryan. Hey. Hey guys. Welcome, Thanks for dudes. Welcome everybody. This is going to be a fantastic talk about a fantastic episode of television that we all got to enjoy. And now, Nicole. All right. So it's one, I want to say that this is my favorite episode. It was you. really good. It was didn't it, you say uh, that before probably about other episodes? No, all of is, them before. <laughs> this is my favorite episode ever of euphoria <laughs> so far um because this one was just stacked and layered yeah. mm -hmm. so uh i i do have to say before i begin that i always knew that euphoria was art but this episode was high art okay the intellectual layering that sam levinson did was absolutely brain exploding yeah, for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched the episode three times and every single time I watched it, I, I uncovered something else. Mm -hmm. um, so this uh, episode was called The Theater and It's Double, which is ap actually um, a, a book of essays by Antonin Artaud. Uh, and in this book um, are, is the, the manifestos of the theater of cruelty. And it's described as a primitive ceremonial experience intended to liberate the human subconscious and reveal man to himself 
a communion between actor and audience in a magic exorcism. Um, and that's exactly what we got. Uh, and like I said, the more and more you watch it, the more and more you uncover. And like at, at surface value, everything looks like it's, it's fun and games. Lexi looks like the hero, but I'll get into that at the end. The way um, that they, the way that they shifted in and out of the play and the actual right. memory was handled yeah. so well, especially the way that they would shift between having the actors playing them and then the people in the play playing them. And yeah. also the music changes. Yeah. Like it, it yeah. was, it was seamless. What Sam was able to capture here. I mean, come on, the production that they had, dude, I've never seen a high school play with the production no <laughs> no budget. Way. They had like a spinny thing. A revolving right? stage. Right? Yeah. Just everything. But it's television. And it's a HBO. It's high art. I don't give a shit. Give it to me. I'll, I'll this eat was it up. High, this was high art. High art uh, so this episode fantastic. was like, was a journey uh, deciphering life from art and how these things intertwine and That's swirl great, around each other. Well said. Um, That's great. We've life imitates art. Art imitates life. Lots of mirrors, lots of windows in this episode. Um, so I want to start off with the Rilke poem. Um, it was so powerful uh, in that moment because in the play, not in reality, but in the play, Rue was so receptive to it like she heard it for the first time the way Lexi intended for her to yeah, hear when she's sitting in the um, audience like that and you see yeah. her kind of like mm -hmm. her, the faces she was making I was oh, like amazing her her um, and Maddie's like feedback the two of them I focus I mean obviously Nate and Cassie and stuff but like right. I don't know like I I really enjoyed Maddie and Rue's reactions to what they mm -hmm. were witnessing unfold you know so I don't think anyone in the else in the room was ready to accept this mirror image uh, reflected back at them uh, more than Rue. Um, yeah. She was willing yeah. to look at herself. Um, it, like the part where she was like, these were my dads, like almost as if like, like I, I'm, I'm holding on to these. Like, mm -hmm. like it was a piece of clothing or something. Um, because it's almost like she, she started doing the drugs and she continued to doing the drugs to, to almost be close to her dad. Also, you know, thus, you know, drug addiction starting, but it was almost like she was, she was doing them to, to be close to her dad. And I, like, yeah. see I, her, I mean, like we saw that in the dancing you know, like the, before the intervention episode, when, she, when we cut to the outdoor shot of her dancing with her father in the window, but she's really just high, you know, yeah. that's like her place that she was going to. Yeah. I was also really surprised to be struck with how young she was when she started. Yeah. I don't think I realized yeah, until that she was then, 13. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That how very young before high school that she started doing these drugs. So Um, does anybody want to want to touch on the beginning before I go any further? Because I'm about to go way further. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I did want to like just briefly. I just wanted to just draw attention to the fact of the overture in the beginning, yeah. which 
like very old Hollywood, very mm-hmm. gone with the wind style. Those those things, they, they don't exist anymore in movies, but they were very, um, they were an artistic element that were used in the early time of Hollywood to be able to set the mood and establish relevant themes for what you were about to see. So I really kind of loved the callback to that. And also it kind of, I felt like it really fit with Lexi because Lexi has this old world vibe to me, even in like the way she mm-hmm. dresses, like a little like vintagey and like, you know, cutesy like that. So I really just, I loved that, that like element um, being pulled in at the very beginning there. And I and think it was probably, a mirror. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think we're gonna, we're gonna see more of like, that that way of telling that telling the story in the second part uh which will be the finale so mm-hmm. pretty cool it was fun to see that you know ryan you wanted to say something too um so i only learned recently that this entire season is being filmed with like actual film not digital oh, and cool. i feel like this episode more than any other you can like really see the grain in it and it kind of adds to the mystery and the confusion of flipping back and forth between reality and the actual play just because it adds like another layer of something like extra specs on the screen and things like that yep but I really liked when Lexi said and that's when I realized the drugs were a greater comfort than I could ever be it like gave me chills because it was like this is when she started to realize that she was losing her best friend but like still was like reaching out and trying to still be there for her even though she knew she couldn't really do anything about it and how about Lexi casting herself in her own play (laughs) (laughs) that's a little well yeah literally me yeah. <laughs> it was better. Literally me. <laughs> oh gosh. But it All was right. it was really cool the way that it I mean Chris touched on it, but like just the way that it shifts in and out of reality. And I thought yeah. that that first scene at Rue's dad's funeral, the way that they had like the different actresses playing Rue and Lexi's friends, like because I was caught off guard for a second because I was Same. like, wait, who are those <laughs> <Yeah>. people? <laughs> yes. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> These, these are the play versions of them, I got it. But I just, I love that they did that right away because I thought it was just a really, really cool way to show that we're not always going to know what we're seeing in this episode. Yeah. yeah. I just mm-hmm. thought that that was really neat. It was. Instead it of was. like Rue being the unreliable narrator, now like the entire show. Right. Is. This yeah. entire episode is. Right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, so she portrays Cassie as an oblivious self-absorbed uh dingbat who is uh shadowing lexi um and she portrays Suze as like a wino um and i love you know ethan playing Suze was perfect yeah Suze again this episode she's just so great great. she's a great mom no she's not okay and (laughs) i'll get to that um so she no i just mean in this episode She's yeah, she's to... not. <laughs> and I'm in this episode. Ex- yeah, and I'm gonna ex- explain why. Okay. Anyway, she's a little clueless, maybe. Okay, so she portrays her as a wino who is oblivious to the message. She's completely oblivious to the message that is being portrayed right in front of her face. But she's just happy to be there. Um, she sexualizes Cassie. She's she does being portrayed right. as a mother. Yeah. who is drunk, who lets the kids drink, who is sexualizing her own teenage daughter. You're right. You okay. 
Yeah. There is nothing great about Suze. She's a great character. But well, if that's we're what looking, I meant. I meant that she's great. Yeah. In this episode. Sure. I don't but, know. I get yeah. a kick out of it. I, I, I think we've yeah. all like yeah. we've all pinpointed Sue's flaws before too. I totally agree that like yeah, she's a fantastic she's, character to watch. She's a fantastic you know? character. However, she's completely oblivious to the message that she's receiving, which brings me back to the mirrors. She is not seeing this reflection of herself. She is unwilling to to absorb this reflection. Uh, she's not seeing it the way I said that Rue was seeing it and I'll go through the characters, but like, she's one of the people who is not fucking seeing that reflection. And she, she doesn't want to, um, whether she's just not ready or she just doesn't care. Um, I think she but, just lacks self-awareness, but yeah. I think, you know, sure. most, most people do. But I also have to say that she's a great mom in a sense where she, she picked up all the slack. Um, and I, I do give her, her credit for that. She's doing the best she can, mm -hmm. but she's not seeing like the error in her ways and what she's doing to like, fuck up her kids, you know? Yeah. Um, but she's a great mom. Don't get me wrong. Great mom, because she has nobody else. She's doing it all on her own. Um, the, when air starts playing, you see yeah. Cassie oh, and Nate walking so through virgin suicide. Yes. And it's like, it's like Lux and Trip walking through the hallways. Um, foreshadowing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the does anybody want to go? Because I'm just going to keep going. Um, when Cassie, like in the play, first comes down, she's like comes down as an angel I'm and it kind of so shows disgusting. how, <laughs> yeah, it shows how like Lexi kind of sees her as almost like yes. she's like a princess, yeah. like she's getting everything that she wants essentially and everything Lexi wishes that she had at that point, but she doesn't end up getting it, which like the whole puberty part mm -hmm. kind of pins at. Mm -hmm. She's like, they're fully formed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but sometimes they girl, like, no, they don't. <laughs> That's it. You're done. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and they break the fourth wall a lot, which is a big theater no-no, but I enjoy it. I, I love that. It was funny. I love that so much. Yeah. Well, there's the soliloquy in in uh, Shakespearean plays too, where that yeah. the fourth mm -hmm. wall. So it's not like an unusual thing, but yeah, it was kind of fun to see. We yeah. don't see a lot anymore. Um, so their reactions with Gus are very different, processed differently. Um, it's like when she when Lexi read the the real key poem. Uh, let this darkness be a bell tower and you the bell. It's almost like Lexi took that. Um, and, and she did, she, she, she did make herself the bell. Um, and Cassie did the completely opposite thing. Um, so that's why I said they, they processed it absolutely, completely differently from each mm -hmm. other. Um, and I thought that was sad. Yeah, that that whole car scene with Lexi, the, when the way that she's re that was really remembering sad. it, completely different. Than but very Cassie. indicative of who they both are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can so see very different the paths that 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 experience led yeah. each the of them trust on. That Cassie has four men. 
And the resentment that she started building towards her sister, the the glare back that she gave to Lexi when Lexi's in the back crying, you know, and and processing all of that, the only way that a a child could possibly process it, you know, Uh, like the 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 hatred, like the contempt that she has for her sister is, it's really sad. Is it hatred and contempt? Uh, Maybe more contempt, maybe not hatred. I, I, I think she's just though, like, or is it I think because, she blames like 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 what what are you doing? Why why are you ruining this time yeah, awesome but I, time with dad? I feel know? like I feel like Cassie is just really clueless. I think so too. I, I think, think so she's too. just I don't think there's hate or contempt. I just think she's like fucking like really completely clueless. She's well, just like I you don't want him to think that we don't yeah, trust right. him. Like, <laughs> Jamie, exactly that. that. But you yeah. can tell like the Cassie doesn't believe really believe what she's saying to Lexi at that moment she before cares they get in the so car. Much yeah, about I think what, she you know? did. I think she cared so much more about what yes. she thought than she cared about their own safety. Yeah. 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 And the she fact that the fact that she has to drag her sister along kind of kicking and screaming into it. Uh, I could tell she was annoyed by that, you know, and I, over time that would build and that would grow inside of a person who, yeah. who is not functioning properly like Cassie is, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cassie's a pleaser. She's yeah. Yeah. going to be a pleaser. And it was very clear, like you both, Nicole, Jamie, all you guys are saying that she was very much, she was more worried about what her dad was going to think of her and um, her sister in that moment than doing what was probably the obvious thing which was knocking mm-hmm. in the car luckily it, nothing yeah horrible happened. even for her well-being like she's completely removing like she could die like he could be driving yeah. and kill well, both I mean, of she's them she's also a know? kid yeah. she's also and, a kid I mean, so she's not really she, and she, she also likes responsibility let's, let's, she also likes danger so yeah well, well, and, yeah. And, and that that behavior has continued and and gotten with her worse current as, relationship yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like like the the truck scene with nate yep mm-hmm. yeah um, and she and sleeping with your best friend's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, your best friend even, that you know will beat your ass. Right? Even 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 if they were on a break, you know, just like. yeah. <laughs> so we get oh, a bot. Go, please. <laughs> please go. She'll just keep going. No, I know. Just whip them out. <laughs> this is before when it's the whole scene where it's talking about how like Lexi and Fez have been talking like every day. I wrote down a lot of quotes this episode because I identified with it so hard. Did you write down? Uh, yeah, uh, one of one of Fez's lines that he says to Lexi really stuck. I out didn't write that, but I have her like whole. It's like a monologue, but it's that I feel like I've lived most of my most of my life in my imagination, taking the smallest moments and dreaming them up into something bigger. A little exchange and I fall in love. A moment to myself and I'm on stage, but reality always finds a way of pulling me back. One kind of foreshadowing. And waiting for something de- terrible to happen, like it's about to happen. Yeah, but also it's like, you kind of see that throughout her life. It's like good things would happen and then bad things happen that follow it. So it kind of gives you that like, this is the cycle that I'm going to be living in. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, that is kind of life though. I mean, that's nothing special for Lexi. You know, there are highs and lows. I believe that's what Fez would call a quandary. A quandary. (laughs) (laughs) But also I love seeing this new side of Lexi that we haven't seen before, like as like a director. And I wondered like how much of that was like Sam Levinson sort of like, you know, imbuing her with like who he is as a director. Mm. And I thought that it was really, really interesting. I like that. The way that she inspired the whole entire crew, like, you know, like they were like, um, like 
the the stagehand person with the microphone. She's like, oh, the giddy, state, the state being able to Bobby? Just, like, chill Bobby? Bobby? I love yeah. Bobby. Bobby. Bobby's you can tell, Bobby's like, everybody was She's just like, go out with feeding the off her energy. <laughs> Let's get this fucking done. Bring out the fucking letters. <laughs> you know, Danielle, you know, it wouldn't be as good yeah. without that, like, sweet little voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, definitely. <laughs> Danielle, what do you think? Um, I wrote down the quote from Fez from that same scene when he says, um, if someone invited me to a play and they didn't even tell me I was a character in it, I'd um, definitely have questions. And then talking about, you know, what's the intention behind the person making the play? And actually made me think of something that um, we've been learning at Grounds (laughs) um, in our uh, diversity and equity um, workshops was intention versus impact, which was something that I just personally took out of those meetings um, a lot. And I think it really is what makes this play, whether or not it's gonna be received well or not. I know that Lexi says that her intention is good, but I kind of question what the intention really is in a way, right? I can't wait to get into that. (laughs) I have so much to say about that. So much. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. You know, wise words from Fez, but it really is like, what's the impact going to be? That's, that's more important than the intention that Lexi has. Yes. Yes. That that, that whole, that whole phone call between the two of them was just, a joy to watch the back and forth like they have such an amazing chemistry together and you can tell that each one is is really informing the other one and they're really listening to what the other like Lexi values that information and she needs to hear it so bad right now and Fez mm-hmm. just lays it out in such a beautifully plain and simple way you know I like, feel like what we're not seeing in those moments is that they're on the phone for like three hours yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they're like you know what I mean yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. remember so, those times remember those days. Days. do falling asleep uh, with the phone like, yeah no you, phones, up first. no you fall asleep it was there's like VTech phones and shit. Those were easier yeah. times, right? <laughs> but that's what I see. Like when when we're seeing this, like very natural, like moments of them talking. I just picture them. Yeah. It's just very one in a million moments. It's, yeah. it's very pure, very pure. with with yeah. good intent. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. So we do get a Bob Ross breather. Yeah. Oh my god, know. that was. Awesome. <laughs> we now I- know. Why Lexi chose to be Bob Ross yeah. for Halloween. Oh, shit. But that is the only breather, <laughs> at least for me. That was great. Um, yeah. Um, so the talk with Leslie, uh, it didn't seem like an admittance of defeat to me. Uh, it seemed more empowering than anything mm-hmm. and freeing for herself. Um, I thought that was incredibly important to to the narrative um, that's being shared with us because it's like, we're so worried about Rue. Yeah. So fucking worried about Rue that it's like, it's giving us like anxiety, Mm -hmm. like us as viewers. And I think that that was, um, that was just like a little bit of also, I feel like this might turn Rue in a little bit of a better direction, this talk. 
Well, it's important um, for her to hear it too, because, yeah. you know, we get addicts are so self-obsessed and it, I think it's important for her to hear like, Hey man, like, it's not all about you. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. because like Agreed. she's like totally oblivious to what's going on with her sister like you yeah. know like her mom is trying to explain to her that it's like much worse than she thinks it is and she just like doesn't even she has no idea it's like she said in the other episode like I have no idea what's going on in your life you know when she said that to Gia well what is the mystery there she's now now we know that she's not doing well in school okay we can accept that under the circumstances but why is she not sleeping why is she on the phone real early in the morning when you know her mom was going in there I was actually it made me very curious as to what more is to Gia's because Rue is fucking up everybody's life yeah but who's she talking to she she's probably talking to one of those twins yeah (laughs) (laughs) what the boy you don't think there's anything like nefarious going on or no, not good I used to get into a lot of trouble because I was on the phone in the morning when my mom came to wake me up for school She's probably just being a kid and she's reacting to yeah. the, the trauma. But, you know, it, it, Rena, it is, it is a possible plot thread that they could pick up and expand on more. Um, I really, uh, Jamie, like when you were talking about with Leslie and like what Nicole started talking about too, um, I really feel like she's, Ali is an amazing influence on her. And I can only imagine the feedback that he must be giving Leslie like on the reg or, yes. or she was just like heavily mm-hmm. inspired by yes. the whole dinner conversation that they had, you know, yeah. like, he like gave her permission to yeah. be like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the way that Rue is so accepting of it too, you know, it's not like Rue is still going on a journey with her sobriety, but still like the way that she, she, it's like, she understood you know, like it wasn't like she was going to get angry or resentful or be like, and well, I liked like, that. Or, yeah. What about me? Yeah. Like it, it really, like Rue is aware that she's part of a bigger yeah, world. She was kind of like, fair enough, you know? Yeah. 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 Herself. Yeah. Like, the, and the, like the one of the first steps is fucking acceptance, mm-hmm. you know? Acceptance that you're the fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, so... I want to go back a little. Yes, please. <laughs> um, so. Before that, there's the scene where it goes back and forth between the play and real life of Lexi and the whole family kind of dancing. Mm-hmm. I cried. <laughs> and even like um, Cassie. That was a hard part. Yeah, Cassie cries. She like looks over at Susie. You can kind of feel like she feels bad for what she's doing, but she still stays. Yeah. And then that's not when she, there. the part where she goes to the bathroom, I have some stuff on too. Um, but they also talk about how different Cassie and Lexi became, even though they had such similar experiences. So they are very close in age, but like they're total, total opposites from mm. each other. Yeah. 455 days apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then there were the like glowing romance clips uh, when they were talking about love. And then that's where Nate was dressing Cassie. Ugh. And Cassie says, I don't think there's anything more beautiful than dedicating your life to loving someone. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is why that pleaser part of Cassie is very dangerous. Uh When it's like when someone like Nate comes into a person's life who's like Cassie, it's like a match to gasoline. Mm -hmm. Like, the, these yep. two should just not be mixing at all and that's what makes it dangerous that whole part that you like were, lux that you, and trip 
Yeah, like the- And really the, Nate should not be mixing with anybody. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nate's the problem in every scenario, but right. I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. should be but, mixing with Jules. So. But particularly- Nope, nope. Jules, run. Fucking run, Jules. And I mean, at least Maddie, I think was kind of matched him in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. She kind of, you know, tested him a bit. And you could yeah. tell his face, he's like, what have I done? Yeah. Yeah, when but he the- sees- well, when he sees the the Martha and Hallie um, part in the play where uh, Martha goes into Hallie's bed and starts crying, mm-hmm. like yeah. Nate's just like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah, we, like uh, the juxtaposition of their friendship in the past and their friendship in the present was really, really heartbreaking. Yeah. It was. It was devastating. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you could also yeah. see why Maddie was so devastated too. Like yeah. the actual impact of what Cassie did. Not only the impact of what Cassie did to Maddie, but also the implication of how severe it was for Cassie to do what she did to Maddie. Like mm-hmm. they, that was a really, really strong friendship. And, and it seems obvious enough that that Maddie would be devastated under these circumstances, but we also have to think about how hard it maybe was for Cassie to do what what made her throw a, like a pile of shit on their friendship for this guy. Mm. She, was like a, she was like a member of the family, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. Cassie welcomed her into their house. Well, I mean, she it's Cass- became a sister, you know, it, like- the, the answer is very simple. It's just Cassie's own trauma with being abandoned. And yeah. it's just it just goes back to that wanting I guess to I'm be saying loved. It's not that simple. Right. Know? Well, yes. I mean, the answer is very simple as no, no, to no. why she did it. Right. But I mean, as far as just, it's, it's not, it's more complicated in the sense of, I guess I'm thinking about all of those people out there that are just like shaming her for like. You mean it's more than just like that betrayal. Right. Okay. Agree. Completely <laughs> yeah. agree. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying yeah. now, but I mean, it, it is very simple. And very complicated at the same time. Right. Um, I the the simple answer is I'm a slut and I just did it. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but the complicated there's so much is, more nuance to it. Yeah. 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 But it's also very simple. It's like just trauma and like, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we segue into the bathroom fallout. Um which was also heartbreaking and devastating. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the real me. fight between Cassie. Really got me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't call it a fight because it was just one sided. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what Maddie was saying to her, you know, like I felt. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. That Maddie that was, was terrible. Each like bang on that door, each scream at Cassie, like. And Cassie, such like, desperation. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Cassie's got a thing for hiding behind doors while people scream at her, apparently. <laughs> specifically you know, like, maddie yeah it, it was very reminiscent of the very first episode of this season at the, the house party and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well she can't face her she couldn't face her then and she can't face her yeah. now yeah, yeah. before so, that it has the whole um when maddie's doing lexi's makeup yeah that part it's like everything i've been talking about in therapy the past few weeks she says like 90 everyone feels stupid who cares 90 percent of life is confidence and the thing about confidence is no one knows if it's real or not i felt I, myself in that in that scene i oh, yeah. cried so hard mm-hmm. from those words yeah <laughs> and we've the, all been there the way that's- that it that, like that that's episode. a quarter life crisis right there that's a quarter life crisis therapy <laughs> that scene was so important because Lexi's opinion of Maddie before that scene 
you know, mm-hmm. like she oh, really she didn't trust her. She didn't give yeah. a shit about her. But to, to see the way that they bonded at that point, and then the Maddie other was the older sister happened. Lexi yeah. always needed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving her that knowledge, Ryan, that you just were talking yeah. about, like that's Maddie's a very deep character, and I this season this, this episode made me like her even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It made me like her a lot more because I feel yeah. like she's she's just like stands up for herself, for those that she loves and like the things that she cares about. And I think that maybe she's the character get, that gets like automatically categorized as like a bitch, right? Yeah. Because- Oh my God, it's Nicole. She like- <laughs> Never, ever, ever, not once did I say, I don't know if I like this character. I liked Maddie from the very beginning. What is <laughs> this? What, what I, is this? Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, because she's like confident and because she stands up for herself yeah. and everything, she's like branded that, but she's actually one of- Is she? character i think so i think think that some people kind of like are intimidated by her i guess Mm -hmm. i guess you mean but no 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 i think she's gonna grow up to be a boss bitch i agree you mean mean people are intimidated by her not people are intimidated by her it's it's like yeah he's not intimidating people are just intimidated by her her. yes Mm mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she, I and, get that problem. That's because she's I have this that. little tiny girl, <laughs> but she still she has like the 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 energy of like a, a giant, you know, like mm-hmm. the like the so fear funny. in the girl's face is that she would like when they did the the whole like montage of her like slamming people's heads and, <laughs> and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got that whole this ain't nothing to a giant like me thing going on. <laughs> I, I feel that. I, I feel all that. That whole <laughs> spiel she gave to Lexi in the bathroom. I'm like, yo, that sounds like me. <laughs> it well, is all Rena, about confidence. That's what Rena was saying. <laughs> what I just said. <laughs> oh my God, it's Nicole. <laughs> all right. So now Cassie is trapped in this toxic delusional world. Um, her submission to Nate made me physically uh, ill. Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that was sick. Like Rough. people have these kinks. <sighs> yeah. Um, and these kinks are great. Yeah. Uh, but Cassie but, ain't but it. But this is not a kink. This <laughs> no. ain't it. Um, this is ex- something extremely dark, twisted, and like rotting at the root. Um, and like in the bathroom, she sees herself. She's the crying mirror. and forcing the smile through. But she, but more importantly, in this episode, I told you there are a lot of mirrors. She sees herself for mm-hmm. what she is. She is looking straight at herself in the mirror. She knows what she's done. She even admitted it in that whole jacuzzi thing. She's like, I'm sorry, Maddie. You're my best friend. She knows who she is. Cassie knows who she is. There are a lot of these um, these themes going on in this episode. Mirrors, people not being able to look at themselves, people seeing themselves. In this situation, Cassie sees herself mm-hmm. in the mirror. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Cat's back. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Cat's well, doing her OnlyFans. I was so confused at first. Not gonna I don't lie. think that was really her. That wasn't I think that it good. was. That I was like, like, no, no nobody that knows that she's doing that. 
Yeah. The confusing part, though, she has I think they did it anybody. intentionally. The spotlight shines on, so it makes That's you think Kat. it's in the play, but it is Kat. It's not. No it's one Kat. knows it's okay. happening. Nobody. Lexi does but not intent, know. It's Lexi knows everything. Lexi's like God. <laughs> no, they intentionally did that to make it confusing, though, and make you think. Well, she's got a mask on too. Like, how are you but, supposed? Oh to? my God! Literally, <laughs> nobody knows that Kat is doing that, but Kat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are we all watching the same show? Yeah, but that looked like it was in the play. It why did. would it be okay? No. It didn't it look like, was, why would it be in the I think play? It was well, I definitely to look questioned like that to because Lexi you. found 100%. out. I think Lexi it was just more than blurring out. the lines of reality again. That's, yeah. that's right. and that's I what I said in the beginning. It's like yeah. we're on this journey of like we don't know what's the art, what's the theater, what's the what's real life. But I still well, thought it was I kind of a confusing thing to throw in there just because we get like nothing else with cat like this whole like it, it's just it's just more confusing cat stuff to me because I'm like, where is cat in all this? And that's all we get. So a very confusing could be like some yeah. of us took it for what it looked like, like myself. <laughs> I was there. I, yeah, I, I, I thought myself. it was. The, I didn't even think it was. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? There, Barbie like, Fer Barbie Ferreira. I didn't even think. I, I thought Ferreira. it was the the person that was playing her in the play. That's what I thought. Yeah. But then, it's, and then I was like, "Oh, well, that's kind of." It, it's hundred percent shot to make you think that, but it's yeah. not because then you're like, "How does Lexi know that?" And you're like, "Oh, she doesn't." There's no yeah. way she would know that. Yeah, definitely. It's had the way that the spotlight comes about on. that. There's definitely narration going on while it's happening. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it's it's not just random cat stuff. It's not just random cat thrown in there. Well, no it kind of was the cat part was, was kind of Nicole. random though. Like in fact, the cat part was like the most random thing that happened all episode because <laughs> everything else felt like very intentional. But the cat part, I was like, that's kind of weird. So I, I think that because I think that you're no offense, but I think you're like really stuck on this cat stuff, and I think it's like <laughs> I think it's like it. getting inside you. I mean. I think it kind of is. I'm stuck on it. I, I just think, like, I'm like, here. what's going on with cat? There, there's cats, you know, what's going on with cat, man? I don't think I'm stuck on it. I think it just is. It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, Nicole, is you're overruled. You're overruled, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> We're all confused by that scene. I'm glad you understood it, but come on. I, I, I wasn't confused. <laughs> all right, Nate's dream. <laughs> Nate cannot look himself in the mirror. Uh, Danielle, I think you want to talk about this. Yeah. So I have a few things about this. The first thing I just want to point out is that, um, him looking at his, the back of his own head in the mirror is a painting. It's a Magritte painting called not to be reproduced. And in the painting, it's a little boy looking into the mirror, seeing the back of his own head. And so now we have Nate doing the same thing. And, um, I think it's supposed to symbolize like him not being able to truly see himself, right? Um, but then something that I wanted to point out is that he sees Maddie, right? Maddie is the first person that when he turns around, she's standing in front of the bed and she pulls down the top of that dress and looks back at him. In the next scene, I don't want to like jump ahead, but I think it's important. In the next scene, Samantha gives her her dress, right? That's the same dress that Maddie's wearing in Nate's dream. And on the box that Samantha gives her, it says, don't look back. 
So in Nate's dream, like she's wearing this dress and she looks back at him. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird symbolism there. And I'm not really sure what I think it means fully, but I thought it was an important detail. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Did, did, Did Nate see her in that dress too? Like, was yeah. she wearing that when, when I think yeah. when he came door, over, she right? was wearing okay. it. Oh, okay. No, yeah. she, she was wearing a, a green. Was she wearing something else? Oh, you're thing. right. Yeah. That's so that's that's a fantastic point, Danielle. Because then, but also, like, how did Nate like know about like that specific? I mean, dress? she might have sent him pictures in it or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Because she tried it on a lot throughout the season. She no, did. Point, she loves point. that dress. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, so, you know, it's the, the dream for me represented sexual repression. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we're like, Rena, I think you said that he's, he even put his, his father into his sexual fantasy about Cassie. Are you the one who said that? No, we were talking about it before when, uh, with Jules, like he was no, recreating. No, 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 no. But I'm talking about in the other in like episode. The other episode, okay. someone on this panel said that he even puts his father into his fantasy, and his father is in his dream. It mm-hmm. it's it's like the the video being recreated yeah. about Jules. Jules is at the center of the stream. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Actually, Nicole. Now I'm thinking back. Um, he even does it when he first meets up with Jules. Remember when they meet at the park and he kisses her and then he puts his finger in he her says, mouth. He says, open your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As what was on the tape. Yeah. So yeah, he does that a there's lot. A, there's a lot to unpack there, you know? Um, where is Maddie going? Moving away. Yeah. That, that scene was yeah. so sweet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's worried about the little boy and yeah breaking his heart <laughs> at first i was like what yeah where I know. but i think that scene like not that she wasn't a human but like humanized maddie more like it kind of made you like fuck? realize <laughs> <laughs> i think i think if anything i think maddie is like one of the most human people on this show yeah, yes. and it, it it continued to showcase her growth too. Well, know? yeah, like, that's what it's I'm like saying. The growth and everything. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and shows how much where she is. Yeah. yeah. Even when we saw her babysitting, I was like, "Wow, she really is this great." Uh-huh. She's getting it together. Yeah. 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 As we're peeling back her layers, like you just like she's she's a more like full fully developed person than I expected. Because she's you know? she's yeah. I feel like she's been through so much with yeah. nate he like destroyed her mm-hmm. yeah um but then yeah. she's been reborn and, and is still destroying her yeah. and, and is still say, destroying her the scorched earth going yeah absolute scumbag that i love so much <laughs> yeah, um, because, and you know what and maddie's all pissed off about that too because now she she sees nate bringing cassie into this too now yeah. he's taking them both down. That's why, yeah. you know, I know we already talked about the bathroom scene, but like, you know, yeah, there was that one line. Yeah. Yeah. She's at the, how much more can I take? Like yeah. he's taken everything from her and now he's taken her best friend and she has to watch him destroy another girl's life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to let, all right. So the dance sequence was everything. Oh, everything. <laughs> that was so good. Incredible. I was, 
fucking crying. Um, I was laughing. I was unwell. No, I mean laughing <laughs> I so hard. I was <laughs> crying. This was also like what a showcase for Ethan this episode. Yeah, yeah I know. MVP, the MVP yeah. of this. This season. was the happiest like, we've ever seen Ethan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No wonder why he didn't care about Cat dropping him. He's like, yeah. I, I know. Up, <laughs> he was. He was. He was like the unsung hero of this. Yeah, this, this he episode. was. The, the way that he also, was able to stand out was just fantastic. What <laughs> drama department has that many men? <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, I did a lot of theater in high I school. Wish. And I was like, we had like, I played male roles all yeah. the time because we had no dudes. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I wish that was my experience. Many <laughs> <laughs> of them had long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like whip around. Also, <laughs> Just in general, a lot of the content in the play, I'm like, who approved this? <laughs> a yeah, gay like, guy. The principals and everybody are in the audience, right? Like, there were no dress rehearsals with faculty. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, there is one thing. Uh. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Oh no. Oh. All I have to say is Lexi knows nothing about that video. She doesn't oh, know anything yeah. about the no. dick saved in his phone. Lexi doesn't knows know nothing anything about I mean, anything with Nate. I think this was just like all also like a way for Lexi to just say a fuck you to Nate. Like yes. What he's doing with her sister and yes. stuff. Like she sees what's going on and she's like, yeah. fuck you. Because you know what? Yeah. Don't we all think this is kind of happening in like football? Well, Lock that's what I was going to say. It's also up. showing how gay sports are. Yeah. <laughs> and like everyone just kind of throws it aside, like wrestling. Look at Nate's I reaction. Yeah. And like, like Nate's reaction was like the verification that everybody needs. Like he just, the way he reacted and, and ran out, Cassie too. Like yeah. anybody that was paying attention, like can, can be like, why did that guy just, yeah. yo, all right. <laughs> put the pieces together like yeah for nate to be like that was uh yeah. i'm like oh it, um, it's just projecting he took it now. very yeah. personal yeah. Yeah. yeah he took it very mm-hmm. personal yeah um and that, that, that's like the genius out, in what lexi did like yeah. yeah and then he says that line it's so homophobic and i cackled <laughs> i like legit cackled Allowed. And, and then he just casted Cassie to the side like she was yeah. just nothing. Like, like just the switch, the switch that went off in her yeah. head at that fucking moment. I'm just like, I the memes I saw afterwards were like <laughs> Joker memes. Oh, like when yeah. Joker's looking at himself yeah. in the mirror, and like that's like that's Cassie's like breaking bad moment where she's just like well, she and then real scary and terrifying. She, she looked, looked like, like Carrie. And the, Carrie, or yes, one of the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. She's yeah. like breathing. Her and then you can hear it. Is breathing it was, it on the window, like, quiet. oh my God. And then, like, there was no music. It was quiet. And you. Uh, I'm going to get to breathing. that. Yeah. What happened? Hold on. What's <laughs> <laughs> happening? I have a whole thing. Oh, can Before, I just add one thing real yes, quick? Please yeah. do. Something Don't that ask I me. Okay. <laughs> the fact that they put Nate's scar yeah. on his face, 
Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that, I feel like I that was like, like that. a little yeah. like a nod to her man. It was a nod yeah. to yeah. the jizz yeah. made me more upset that he wasn't there, but. <laughs> I know. But. Mm, yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll um, before I get to the scene with Cassie at the window, I want to talk about Ashtray. Um, Wait, so, so can we go through all of the scenes that what took place? With Fez? Go ahead, with please. Fez? It's all yours. Okay. Um, one moment. <laughs> well, one, he got Lexi flowers, which I thought was very cute. Yes. Um, and then you can see how much Faye, like, kind of is adores Fez throughout the whole thing, like, as yeah. she's helping him get ready um when cutler comes in fucking hate him custer custer he has dirty nails he's dirty everything it was yes. nasty <laughs> um yeah <laughs> ashtray grabbing the knife and like bringing it up and also during the second time that we're at them and he's like talking to Faye and Faye goes back to help. Um, I think that's the part where he's asking about the tie. You can like hear a heartbeat in the background as they're like kind of thinking about whatever they talked about since it's so ambiguous. And then I have just about Faye's trying to like look his best and like right as he's about to leave, he's like texting Cass or uh, Lexi and everything. just like ready to go. And then. Oh my God, I know when he was like, do you think other <laughs> people will think I look handsome? Oh I was my like, God. <laughs> oh, love him. <sighs> they yeah. really, they, they really knew how to make those scenes just like yeah. hit you so hard. You're like, no, 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 go back, go back. Like, <laughs> oh. I need more time with Fez. I want to talk about Ashtray. Yeah, I I I don't think Ashtray is long in this world. Okay. So I feel like why do you keep saying that? I mean, because originally (laughs) I thought it was what do you think is gonna happen? I think I think Ashtray's gonna die. By whom? Who's killing him? Fucking the cops? The cops? Somebody. I, I the, the in in the I trailer a, the trailer for next week. Oh, you have a Fez theory? is Fez's face is pressed down on the ground and he's screaming, yeah. like a visceral gut, like soul dying scream. And the only thing that I could think that would make him react like that would be somebody killing Ashray, right in front of him. Well, I mean, because Ashray is probably going to kill Custer. Um, he's very dark and menacing. He's got mm-hmm. a lack of empathy. Um, he has no remorse. He's a, he's got a penchant for danger. He's a psychopath and he consequences are completely irrelevant to him. I completely agree, but don't underestimate that scumbag Custer because that motherfucker, like we've already seen all the shitty shit that he is, uh, willing to do. And I cannot wait to see him get killed, but I feel like the collateral damage originally I was, I, I was what uh what rena brought up about it being fez and then after i saw that trailer i was like shit i think yeah, it looks right. bad yeah, yeah. it, it does look bad promising. i don't want anybody to die nicole i yeah. don't think this is game of thrones it's just the natural <laughs> course the the, pro- the projection of the show like this is yeah. kind of where we're at now you know like, some, i mean it's like somebody needs to do something bad has to happen 
Um, yeah. Wait, Ryan, what's your theory? So I think Danielle and I were talking about it because yeah. everything with Lori, right? That's the drug lord's name. Yep. Yeah. It just kind of dropped after Rue left. I am wondering because when they originally went there and she was asking about like Rue and everything, um, Fez was like, yeah, that's my family. Like she's not a drug addict. She just uses and things like that. Yeah. So Danielle and I were like, what if, what if it's them coming for Fez because of Rue with the suitcase? Because that whole plot was just dropped. Yeah, yeah. could be. No, yeah. I can totally see that too. And like, I, th- I think we, we, one of us brought that up too. Uh, yeah. One of the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brina brought that up in one of the earlier reviews too. I said and something completely silly. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we, we've gotten glimpses of Lori's like, like the monster that's in her, you know, like, and I, I think yeah. that like she could be a perfect. Uh, Get revenge. And, and I mean, the, yeah, the bottom line is, this is what I said earlier, is that she still hasn't gotten payment. No. Mm-hmm. And yeah, money exactly. matters to a drug to a drug dealer. So and, and she might not be able to find Rue, but she yeah. knows that Rue has ties with Fez. Yeah. Right. So well, that's where she'll like, start. Nice. Until she gets her money, until she gets reimbursement, like that's where she's yeah. That's, the thing that's is that Fez says when he's sitting there with Lori, he says, I trust her, I trust her with my life. Yeah. Right. And that's the line I think that really kind of perpetuates that thought because it's like, okay, like. So it's your life that's kind of dependent on this transaction. Right. And we know that Lori doesn't care about kids' lives. So she has no, she's not going to have no a problem. feelings, no emotions. Monster. Right. So can I jump into this Cassie scene? Mm-hmm. Of course. All right. So, so when we get the, after the Cassie scene, we get the Cannibal Holocaust theme. Has anyone seen Cannibal Holocaust? Yes, I was going to bring this up, Nicole. I'm so mad that you took it there. <laughs> so Riz Ortolani does the close, uh, the theme for, for Cannibal Holocaust. And uh, Cannibal Holocaust is a schlock horror. Uh, it's actually, like most horror movies, um, allegories for a whole bunch of things. But Cannibal Holocaust happens to be an allegory for colonialism. Uh, but uh, the filmmakers um, making the movie about the savages, the cannibals um, in the movie turn out to be the real savages, um, treating the locals like they're, they're subhuman. Um, so is this the mirror image, image being reflected back at Lexi? Um, is Lexi the savage? Is she the monster in creating this play? Uh, going back to what Fez said earlier in the episode depends on the play and the intentions of the person putting on the play. So in revealing everyone to themselves, um, whether they were responsive, self-aware or not of what Lexi was showing them about themselves, Lexi has revealed herself. Um, to be the monster in all of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Lexi is the real monster. She's the real savage. Yeah. So that's where the cannibal Holocaust theme came in. And I just thought well, that was like such cannibal. a fun fact. It I is like a fun fact. And I totally, yeah. I'm glad that you brought it up. It wasn't cannibal Holocaust. Isn't that like lost footage too? So yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's a found footage film, but it's about right. these filmmakers that go to an island and they 
film cannibals, thinking that they are the savages, but then they treat this, the cannibals like they're subhuman, like they're just some like project or something. Well, like what's I that said, Sandman quote? I, it's um, intention and outcome are so rarely coincident or something yes. along those lines, right? So Cannibal Holocaust is about colonialism. Yeah, no, I, I think I was just, I uh, was trying to kind of touch on the fact that it was found footage, which kind of goes along with like the play theme of things that you're seeing sure, happening sure. in like this meta way, so. And Maude Apatow even that. said too, she, she like, if you watch the after show where she's talking about Lexi and she's like, you know, like, she didn't put it as artfully as you did, Nicole, but she basically did say like, Lexi knows what she's doing and there yeah. is a like a little like uh vindictive part to yeah. it. Yeah, you know? she's the yeah. monster. Yeah. 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 She has destroyed lives. Yeah. Completely. Watch for those and putting in this um, And I mean, kidding. let's be honest, she she in some way probably outed Nate if there is something to out. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's not a very nice thing to do. Even no, if he isn't not. fuck you and he deserves it and whatever, but you know, a lot of people have said like Lexi sucks because she outed Nate, but I feel like his sexuality, she didn't know anything. Exactly. And his sexuality has been so ambiguous the whole time, but Lexi knows People are so weird. They just, they should just stop watching this show (laughs) (laughs) because it's like, it's not even like constructive viewing. It's Mm -hmm. just like, what can I reach for? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what, what absolutely fucking what can i extrapolate you know um so does anybody want to say anything because i have i want to go through the names that that lexi chose for the play did everybody see tom holland in the audience no no holland was not in the audience yes he was no No, he he was not there were the stills that they released online and mr tom holland no i think that was actually that was actually photo manipulation i think that was actually proven to be not real oh really i think i I, I think so i I hate that it was to be continued yeah (laughs) i wanted it to continue I only have like two days. How much of the play is really going to continue though in the yeah. second episode? Because like they did that in in season one, like one of the episodes is titled Part Two, mm-hmm. you know. So like the the way that it was set up, it was they were at the very end, right? And and like the fight that takes place on stage with with Cassie and and Maddie when she goes after Lexi. Um, do you guys think everybody's like still in the audience? Like, is everyone going to watch that, know. or is that like I after the fact? Is she going to wait? Like until think, everybody leaves the audience. I think it's going to happen with the audience. No, that's it, crazy. That I think it's fantastic if it I does. Think, I think it will. <laughs> like, like freaking Cassie's just going to like try to run up on the stage and fuck with Lexi, and Maddie's, I do. Maddie's just going to come out like a fucking velociraptor from the fucking side and just. Like, <laughs> I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think that Cassie has lost her damn mind and is going to yeah. run up that aisle and attack. Nate broke her like that was like that was her tipping point when Nate oh, yeah. he did not break her. Shit. Lexi broke her. Uh, Cassie. I, if if I if, mean, if she if, was already like turning uh, herself into Maddie oh, for wait. Nate. So if Nate hadn't said that, she would have just gone home with Nate and done whatever he wanted her to. The fact that Nate that that Nate just cut her off. Good. Now Cassie is is looking for a target to whatever. At least she's rid on. of him. 
Okay. I hope so. Yeah. Hopefully, like that's like yeah, but like set. Nate's gonna be calling her tomorrow. Like as I don't soon as think he gets so. bored, he's gonna. I don't freaking, think so. I don't know. I don't think so because, like I said, mirror images. Okay, this play was a mirror for Nate, whether Lexi intended it or not. Perhaps Nate's gonna be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm fucking gay, or I'm gonna fucking date fucking trans girls or fucking some shit like that. Maybe like this is like gonna be like an epiphany for him. Who knows? We don't know. But I do not think that Cassie and Nate are just gonna go on into the fucking sunset. I don't think that. No, I just I, I don't think that either. I think he's just gonna keep using no. her and she's gonna allow it. Like I don't think so. I doubt yeah, it. We'll see. I don't think so. Something is something big is gonna happen on Sunday. The two of them together, like you guys are terrible people. So it's gonna be a definitive deserve each moment other. for everybody. We'll see. Um is it gonna but, top the pen ultimate episode, Nicole? Never. Oh, they never, never no. they never top the pen ultimate. Good point, Rihanna. But I do, but I do want to say I mean sometimes. No. Yeah, sometimes. No. And just, I mean, we've got a lot of stuff I mean, the season to, finales of Buffy the Vampire Slayer are always uh, better than the penultimate episode. So. <laughs> maybe, maybe back then it was different, but like yeah, recently, I think you're okay, okay. Back recently, then it was different. The, 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 the penultimate episode has become more prominent in, that's true. Like that's with true. streaming shorter with the shorter season yeah, okay yeah, okay and yeah. in, in some shows sure um i just want to say um before i go into these little fun things about the names that lexi chose for her play um i think this play was super good for rue i do want to say that um her reactions like through the whole was. thing killed yeah. me yeah. especially yeah. at the end with the <laughs> workout dance yeah i mean the, I the one where the the one where she was just watching like her and lexi's interactions that was oh, on top of the room. Yeah, that was yeah. everything. Um, and um, I just think I that also, this is good. I also think it was just really nice to see Rue. You could tell that she was genuinely happy for Lexi. Yeah. In, with this whole moment, like I think she acknowledged what Lexi was doing, getting all of this out. And yes. it was so nice to see her being proud of her friend. Mm-hmm. And understanding what her friend was doing and just yeah just generally and also and also maybe understanding what she put her friend through yeah, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Like, like you said seeing... earlier nicole she was the only one that was really receptive to what she was seeing yeah and that was completely clear it was like how she was taking the input from like what her mom was telling her you know yeah. like it, it, this is just a rue that is listening now She's you know, in receiving every, mode. Receiving, exactly, Rena. Yeah. And she even said hi, hi to Jules. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jules was like, at least she said hi to me, I guess. And they kept, <laughs> she kept looking over at her too during the, uh, during the play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I but, feel like Rue kind of realized how Lexi like was there the whole time, even if Rue didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also like, maybe this is, this is a point in Rue's life where she realizes she doesn't need Jules to stay clean. Mm-hmm. That would be nice for a yeah. change. And perhaps this distance is um, conducive to her recovery. Um, and she's she's finally like understanding that. Yeah. Um, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Bring it. Wait, All I right. just, Nicole. I just have to point out just the part with Lexi and Bobby when you're out, get out. So <laughs> mad about the lights. Oh. A blind three-year-old. Oh. Isn't that what she said? 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I actually yeah. wrote a note. I was like, it's always the tech people who are getting the brunt end of things in theater. <laughs> and Jamie, like earlier, you had mentioned, you know, like seeing those backstage parts is kind of, it's nice because yeah. like has played like, you know, the background role. And now she's like, this is my play. It's going to go the way that I need it to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, she didn't direct- give a shit that the glitter yeah. was giving that guy a rash. She- oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like looking at that other actor for like crying over being given notes oh. or whatever. Like, it, was, it was a different side note. of her. That's Don't why I was like, so I wonder sad. how much of this is like Levinson uh, inserting himself in like, yeah. Yeah. Move I on. see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nicole, go on. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. This is just a fun part of the episode. Okay. Uh, so, Jade healing as opposed to ruby uh ruby is also a stone for healing but rue also means regret um hallie someone who lives in a cozy relaxed corner in a faraway valley dweller in the hay meadow wait wait a, where are complete, you finding this i fucking looked all this shit up <laughs> okay because i was very I was very curious why she picked these names. Mm. Okay. Wait till I get to fucking Jake. Okay. (laughs) Martha, a lady mistress who becomes bitter, provoking warlike, dedicated to Mars. Luna, ever changing, blessings, guidance, healing, grace, all seeing eye. Grace, charm, goodness, generosity, beauty, joy. Ready for Jake? Yeah. Now, this one was intense. All right. He, he who supplants. Supplanter is to supersede by force or treachery, to uproot, to take the place of and serve as a substitute for especially by reason of superior excellence or power to eradicate and supply a substitute for efforts to supplant the vernacular. What the fuck? Did she, so did she Google this shit? Dude, these names were picked with intent wow. okay i'm telling you just wow. thought that was fun interesting that is really cool yeah but what is the source is what i'm saying like is it like a name book or something i mean it's just what names mean i yeah. mean all names come from a place and they all mean something and all of these names were basically picked for these people hmm. by okay. Lexi, by Lexi, and I can totally really by Sam Are you Levinson. asking for like her internet source, Rena? Yes. Name meetings don't like change. And, and I can totally see her like geeking out over that aspect when she's writing this play, like being yeah. very meticulous with she the name. She gave herself she, the name you know? Grace. Yeah. 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 Okay. Also, Nate means God's gift. So Nate means God's gift. Nate means God's gift. Hard, hard pass. (laughs) 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 But in the after show, um, Ma Lexi did say that she directed once or something like that. She did theater when she She was a producer. Yeah, of of her. She kind of said about the whole like how it changes who you are being like in the director or like producer role of things. I'm and sure. that she wanted to play and also, also and also like who her dad is too Judd Apatow uh, yeah. she's oh, yeah. grown up around this like her whole entire life yeah too. true so it's just like that's but that's, like months ago before season two even started I even messaged Sam Levinson oh and shout out to Sam Levinson because he said that he was gonna watch 
our episode five podcast. Thank you, Sam. Um, <laughs> but uh, love the show. So I even <laughs> asked Sam Levinson if he picks these names pur- purposely um, because the names that he picks, like cat means pure, uh, Maddie means strength in battle, Rue means regret. Like, well, if Sam ever wants to come on and let us know about that, we would <laughs> welcome him ar- on with open arms, Mr. Levinson. But and, it's just something, it's yeah, just like a little really thing that insight. I'm like, I'm incredibly interested in because I do think that there's, there's intent there. It's a nerdy mm-hmm. little thing, but I like, I think that there's. Nah, but it's, well, it seems there's like everything about Easter the show eggs. is very intentional. So I would yeah. exactly. Yeah, like so this, I just, this show is littered with Easter eggs, and that that's like one of the fun aspects of watching it too. Yeah, is being able exactly. to pick out things like that and dissect them. You know, it's like so many other shows that you just get like steeped in in the show itself and everything that's going on, the world building, the characters. You know, so yeah. who's gonna die? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we had that Game of Thrones uh death death. Deadpool of oh, the Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. We were all wrong about every single one of them. <laughs> well, I I mean, I was wrong up until like season four. I don't know, because I read the books beforehand. So. Well, who could no. have predicted how that show was right? End, am I right? <laughs> Only on season right? one. Uh, Are you still watching, no, Ryan? It was like as soon Slowly. as they got oh okay. As soon as they oh, get no to spoilers, Barry, then. I don't right, care. No spoilers. Everything's been spoiled already. It's been years. really everything. It's, Once everything, they get to Dorne, it's care. all it's all downhill from Dorne. I was a big Dorne fan of the books and and the show shit all over that. All right, is this I'm what really we're talking about right now. All right, all right, sorry. Back on top. Right. Back on. So, so, bring so it back Sunday. <laughs> is the um the last episode. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. But it's been renewed for a third season already, yeah. so we're just gonna have to wait a little bit longer. The, and the viewership's been through the roof. I think they like 100% doubled their viewership this yeah. season compared to last season. Like so, and we're, I, the I, most tweeted show. I yeah. think also. I, I, I think funny. getting more euphoria in our future is definitely, definitely. I, I do want to say something, experience. and it's yeah. maybe going to sound a little fucking pompous. However, I do think a lot of people that I'm friends with on Facebook or we're friends with on Facebook started watching the show because of our podcast. Oh, totally. Not I'm going to say that. The influence that, you know. The, I mean, the, a couple of the, people the have breakdown, said that. Probably because the, they just want to argue with us. That's it. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Maybe. Do, do you guys think, think that they're going to do the little mini episodes? I like, hope so. We got I the hope Rue so. and the jewels in between the seasons. I hope so. I, that would be great. I really hope that they do that. But I, I think that... they might have just done that because of the they pandemic. Because, because of COVID. Yeah. 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 Because there was they're so, so perfect. Long they're yeah. so like a nice little like. No, so I would love it too, but I think you... it was because of the pandemic. I agree. It's, it's yeah. the feelings at bay of like, I want the next season like right away. It's a nice thing. Yeah, but hopefully we won't have to wait so long yeah. in between season right. two and three because, because of the pandemic, which is why we so, had to wait so long in between one and two. Right. If you guys don't want to wait for season three, you could watch Malcolm and Marie because it's all dialogue between two people. So if that's what you're yearning for with Sam Levinson dialogue, I suggest you watch Malcolm and Marie. Yeah. It is jarring and it is intense uh, and you will only watch it one time in your life because that is all you will be able to stand. Um, but if you like Sam Levins and dialogue between two people, you have to watch Malcolm and Murray. Don't worry about euphoria. Cover your bases <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, anybody else want to touch on anything? Anybody want to plug anything? Thanks for having us again. Yeah. Thanks for we coming loved back. Having coming back yeah. Thank you for coming back. Thank you. <laughs> the of insights course. that you guys brought were fantastic. Yeah, and seriously. Yeah. Danielle, I I had no idea about that painting until Ryan was like, Danielle said that's based off of a painting. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, me neither. I did some serious Googling because I was like, I know it's a painting. (laughs) (laughs) High art. Yeah. (laughs) Also a good movie. Um, All right. Well, uh, are we going to wrap it up then? Yeah, wrap it up. All right, we're going to take this home. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, Please let us know your thoughts in regards to this episode. What do you think is going to happen? What did you think of of our takes? Uh, Drop some comments in there. Let us know. Um, While you're at it, please hit those sub buttons and hit those like buttons and um, join us. And comment and share your predictions and shit like that. Yeah, interact with us let us know why why our insights into the show or why you started watching it or why you stopped watching it and now you're brought back because you saw our incredible reviews uh that we've been having and um <laughs> or tell us wait. why you disagree uh, with us completely either way just, just, talk just sound it. just sound off nicole loves to argue she'll be <laughs> and, right on it and, and again just make sure you hit the like buttons sub buttons and you'll get uh, the proper notifications every time that we uh, want to share our thoughts with you guys. So uh, on behalf of the Real Effing Nerdcast, uh, we'll see you guys next week and get Bye. ready. Adios. Bye.